If one of your colleagues got a pay increase, would you think that came at your cost? Hello, listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast hosted by myself, Akinoma Bitan, and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, and we squeeze them for their best bits so that you, the curious listener, don't have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. Oh. What's up, Dan? How are you doing, Akin? I'm feeling you? wonderful. I'm feeling nice. wonderful. Yourself? Wow. Good day today. Happy to be recording. Feels like it's been a little while. Well, like, I guess we're trying to knock these out monthly, yeah. right? So we've yeah. got more time to read and digest <laughs> and <live>. them <laughs> and live, right? <laughs> Today's exciting episode, the impact of leader dominance on employees' zero-sum mindset and helping behavior. This is by my colleague Nero Sivanathan at uh, London Business School and also Himant Kakar at Duke University. Ooh, hey, what's up, Nero? Uh, yeah, I've got like a little bit of history uh, yeah. with Nero as well. So yeah, it's lovely to see familiar names pop up with where I can really put faces to them. So we're looking at, I guess, leadership styles. And I would say this is the style of dominance, which for me, I'm a bit like, there's some things which I won't put like a value judgment on them, but they immediately make sense. Like the idea of leading by dominance, it makes sense to me. Like kind of like, control from the top and let people know this is what I want I want nothing else and make it happen like it makes sense is it good I don't really know but it makes sense there's something about might makes right and you dominate in the way almost an animal another type of animal yeah it almost is like the strongest wolf Yep. becomes the the creature the leader of the that's pack the leader yeah and in humans there's also this option of using prestige um, I don't know if that's the right word, but in the literature, prestige leadership means you help other people learn and grow and get better. Yeah. So that's kind of like being, I wolves guess, don't do that. Wolves aren't, <laughs> wolves ain't trying to be the most admirable. It's like, <laughs> but that is a point though. So it's kind of like, you could look at it as those, uh, I guess, two opposing kind of styles. So one of them is like, kind of like the, the stick. So it's like, I, I know what I want. And I'll get what I want at all costs. And then the other style is a bit more like the carrot, which is I know what I want. And perhaps if I reward positive behavior and help people to in terms of what their mission is, then maybe we can all get what we want. Yes. And this is actually, they call this an evolutionarily grounded framework. And I think there's a certain power to that, which means there are different routes to getting what you want. And these are like sustainable solutions. They're different ways of like getting ahead. For example, I don't know if this is right or not because I'm not really an evolutionary psychologist, but apparently with apes for real, yep. these are two routes that they use to gain followership. And the more robust route is apparently the one where they try to help others get along and solve problems and not the one where you beat your chest and push people around. Mm, I like the chest beating. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm not, like that just, it appeals. It feels, it feels like it saves time. As long as you're the chest beater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels like it will save time. But it is a, it's a wonderful comparison there with like the apes because I'm always amused as humans, how we seem to, we seem to behave like animals and children. So like reading through this paper, like one of the observations is that like, 
So my understanding is that as kids, as children, as babies, as toddlers, whatever, we learn through observation. So we see what others are doing and we're a bit like, okay, that's how things get done. So I should behave that way also. The thing with that is we're probably like two years old and we're trying to figure out the world. So I find it quite interesting how an adult who could be in their 20s, 30s, 40s could arrive at a new organization or a leader can take over and we apply the same yes, rationale. Yes. So, at, so at no point have we decided yeah. who we want to be as a person. Yeah. we're still taking our cues on yeah. how to behave from what awesome. everyone else is doing it's a great insight and you're bringing up something that connects to another article that we covered not so long ago on modeling yes I think it was yaffe or something but the idea was that when leaders just act a certain way and have power people watch them and then emulate and a lot of times it's not what do i want it's like Here's what I saw. Yes. It's kind of almost non-conscious processing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and before we we dive into the paper too much, it's like, it's it does make me think, reading this, it was making me think of what version of an individual is turning up at work. Yeah. Because it's like, there, there seems to be something that individuals are engaging in the office environment, which outside of that, they would just be a bit like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense. I won't operate that way. But there's something about being at work, which I, I, I could maybe say like infantilizes us a bit more. Yeah. So maybe the potential to regress to like just yeah. not unhelpful behaviors. Yeah. yeah. It, and they can even be effective. Like it could even get stuff done, but it could not be possibly liked or even sustainable yes you know like if you use like pressure tactics where you basically say if you don't do this i'm gonna hurt you i'm gonna take away your money or if you do this for me then i'll do this for you i'll get you this raise those are both considered to be these like dominance tactics where you're basically exploiting and highlighting your power over yeah. people and this other approach of like prestige this approach where it's like you try to show that you are sharing knowledge and that you're helping people gain expertise that approach might be what you wished you'd do outside the organization, like with your kids or with your spouse or mm. something. But it's almost like when you go to the office, it sounds a little bit slow. Right? Like how, I mean, how long can I, how long can I show them new things when I just need them to do this? I need, this, I kind of need it now. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes, like, hello, yes, yes. how are you? I need it now. It is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? In this paper, I think there's a couple other things I want to say. I think that it's pretty cool that their outcome variable is whether or not you help other people. Yes. And this is also something we've looked at in other episodes before. It's this discretionary effort that you, the employee, don't have to do this. It is not in your job description. You cannot get fireable. It is not a fireable offense. But if you don't do it and nobody does the little things that they can't, they don't have to do, the organization doesn't really move mm. so that discretionary effort that helping behavior that sort of getting new employees up to speed or trying to like gather information about what the competitors are doing you can't make people really do that very well yeah it's, it's a bit like the uh what is it the mushroom uh the mush not the mushroom the uh the marshmallow test because uh -huh. i guess on one hand the idea of kind of like using the stick is like you can have it now or you could use prestige, the carrot. So like you could use dominance and have it right now, what you want right now. Or, which would be like, kind of like eating the mushroom. Not the I keep saying, I, mean, maybe you're, I, I, you so clearly, I, I clearly have <laughs> mushrooms on, the head. on my mind. <laughs> 
I've been uh, conducting some independent field, Should we at least field studies. This I, yeah, because now, now it's like I'm wondering what's more interesting, mushrooms or the comparison that I was trying to put together. <laughs> anyway, so you you've got a big bag of cocaine. <laughs> and you can either have all of the cocaine now. This is going to hell. Or <laughs> well, you wait 15 minutes, which is a long time. If you've ever done this cocaine, is this is a terrible. Which I have not. I, you know what? I, I, you know, okay, let's let's. Should we talk about one more? Let's thing? talk about one. There's more one more thing. thing in the study that's worth bringing up, and it's what I kicked off with. It's this concept of zero sum mindset. Yes, and apparently, well, no, no. Their theory is that. If you are a leader that exhibits this dominance where you kind of push people around figuratively, it suggests to the world, it suggests to employees that only one of you is going to get ahead here. Yes. And so if that one's getting the raise, then you ain't. That is like at the bottom of this like exchange ideology and also this power thing that there's a limited amount of resources and we can't all get it. And so if you want to... Get ahead, then you'd better suck up and listen. Yeah. And apparently, you know, it's a pretty good set of arguments that evolutionarily sustainable way of leadership creates this mindset, which yep. actually is going to end up leading to less helping people. Yes. And that's a big day. De- that's a big deal in today's world. Yeah. When stuff changes really fast and you need innovative ideas and lots of communication between employees and like helping you using that very forceful tactic gets in the way of that. And I think that that's really relevant in today's world, I think. Yeah, because that in itself is... So at the top, I was kind of teasing a bit regarding kind of like dominance and not wanting to necessarily put a value judgment on it. So the idea that you could have what you want and you could have it now, what is the cost of that? And so this paper is looking at those costs. And the cost of that is the mindset that it develops on your... uh, Subordinates. Yes. <laughs> I hate yes. that word so yes. much. But yes. the, the individuals that you're leading, you, you're now creating a mindset where they're like, if you've had this my way or the highway approach, then what that does is it communicates that if when people want to get things done, it's either going to come at their cost or someone else's cost, yep. which then means that why would I then help someone else? Because yep. in helping someone else, there's no reward or benefit to me. So I'm just kind of like double losing yep. because they're going to get ahead in what they're doing yep. and they're going to get what I have and I'm going to be left with nothing. Right. And so it's creating, I guess, a competitive environment when you're not you should be competing with your competitors, not necessarily yes. with each other. Each other. Inside. In, in. Exactly. I think <laughs> so, that, that's really well put. And so uh, what we're going to do is look at four different studies. It's, it's really, really interesting work. Um, this is also quite new. So this has not yet come out. This is mm. a paper that's been accepted at the Journal of Applied Psychology, but has not yet shown itself. And so I find it to be deeply compelling. I, I find this research to be really, really strong in terms of its methodology. So shall we fly through each of four studies? We can go deeper in some and less in others, but I would love for the listeners to hear 
the ways that they tested this. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Because the, the first studies, especially when there are these multi-studies within one paper, the first is always interesting because you kind of have to lay the groundwork yeah. for your argument, yeah. which it might make so much sense. And it's like, this is what I want to do. This is the fund that I want to have. Someone give me a budget so that I can get some actors in the studio, please. But like what you have to kind of do first is lay out that yeah. the the thing yeah. that you are investigating exists. Yes. And so this is, so they did this on a bit of like a, kind of felt a bit macro. Yeah. Where, so they were looking at, uh, I guess, politicians, because I guess there's some leaders that, you know, unless you're like on a boat somewhere in like the Caymans, we kind of all have to answer to someone in one way or another. So it's like looking at individuals and whether their their perspective of their leader was that they were dominant or prestigious. And so it's kind of like, so it's like how that leadership style- How does that make me feel as an individual yes. in society? Yes, does it. that make me feel like if everyone else is making money, they're making money at my expense? And does that also mean that I'm less likely to help my my neighbor or my or or strangers in yeah. Yeah. the street? Yeah, in, in society at large. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of cool, very cool actually. Their theorizing was not organizational; it was societal, meaning. They weren't saying company leaders. They were saying human leaders. And that's really cool that they started that broad. They basically went country by country by country. I mean, I think there were over a hundred different countries from, um, this, what it's like a longitudinal data set. And you get a hundred countries and all these different people filling out surveys about, as you said, how likely they would like, they would be to help other people. Yep. And then they gathered data about whether the leader of that country, when the data was collected, was democratic or like a dictator. A dictator. I mean, that's really interesting data. A dick. I, lo- I love that we've still got dictators yes. in this day and age. That is so cute. Like is, we've got like monarchs, yes. and it's a bit like, are we, are we, are we letting them get yes. away with this? Yes. They still. <laughs> So is it a guy there? Like living in the UK and having like a queen and a royal family. It's like, is that, is that, do I need? Is it 2021? This data was from 1981 till 2014. Yep. And that kind of like individual level responses across all that is actually really, really cool. This data was collected not by these researchers, but by the World Value Survey, which means it kind of was this archival data sitting around that they scraped off the internet, basically. And then they measured this zero-sum mindset by asking a single item, one item, asking participants to indicate on a 10-point scale how people might attain wealth and get ahead of others. Yeah. Where one is, you can only get rich at the expense of others. And 10 is, wealth can grow. So there's enough for everyone. Yeah. So this would range from like Jeff Bezos, uh, Amazon, to maybe like what, Bernie Sanders. And he's like, everyone should get I basic salary. I wonder which salary. one Jeff would say. I'm not kidding, by the way, because wealth creation is interesting in that sense that you can create whole new markets and whole new channels and then everyone gets rich he just gets rich he gets the riches yeah you kind of got to be first right and then you get you get all of the riches Uh, and then also they were looking at like helping, which was on a, uh, a, well, this was on a scale, which was to help people living nearby to care for their well-being. And yep. this was on a six point scale yep. from like very much and not at all. But yep. this was regarding how important that was for them. So how important it was for people to help others living nearby and care for their well-being, which as someone who living in London, like 
I, I don't know what's going on in this apartment block mm. with like anyone. Mm. Like it's pretty much every person for themselves. Yeah. 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 Could be a war going on. <laughs> right it's under fine. my underneath my feet. As long as I can get some sleep at night, you guys. And petrol. Yeah. Sure. And <laughs> Uh, so they basically look at this 33 year temporal window and find support for their model i mean it's it's really interesting data because it's like different data sets that are cobbled together but it's really fact-based and it basically shows that when people have a democratically elected leader they are less likely to have that zero sum mindset and they're more likely to help other people. That's basically what, as you said, it was just like laying out the initial idea and saying in a hundred different countries across this world, it seems to do that. Yeah. So yeah. And I guess the, uh, the reality of that would mean that in a dictator led uh, environment, the dictator would be getting what they want and they'd be getting what they want quickly. However, in a democratically led uh, society, individuals might not be moving as fast towards goals or getting things accomplished, but you're probably bringing more people along and and trying to take care of others, which sounds nice. Sounds more sustainable to me right now. Yeah. But, you know, what do I know? I'm not a sociologist. (laughs) Study two is something that's closer to what I know things about. They essentially go into a quasi-organization. It's like a lab thing where people are going to do real stuff. And um, they recruited professional actors. Mm. I really like that, by the way. This is where the fun I, the fun came yes. in. Because I can imagine yes. Nero with like, uh, he turns up with his beret. <laughs> Action! <laughs> right? <laughs> and so he had some of the people who were role-playing a dominant leader. And there was this like conflict going on and the team leaders have to listen to them and then they have to they're gonna have to go with the leader's decision and the actor this this actor who's acting like a dominant person mentioned that the team members would get punished or rewarded at his or her discretion Mm. (laughs) so just kind of like slathering on the idea that it's all about his or her ability and his or her leadership and and taylor which could be a male or could be a female um agentic assertive and forceful so that style, which they did check with some manipulation checks, is kind of what they told the participants in this study, but not by telling them. Yes. By watching an actor kind of portray it. Yeah. So should I also say what the prestige one is, or do you want to take a run at that one? Yeah, from my understanding, the prestige one, I guess, to kind of like put it in quick terms, is that they just displayed different behaviors, really, which is about how things would be resolved. And this idea of kind of like working together and learning and helping in a situation where there was conflict. Reach a decision jointly. Um, If you have doubts or you need advice, come see me. Yeah. And what's interesting is you have these two groups of participants. So one gets the video recording from the dominant leader and another one gets the video recording from the prestigious leader. And there's also, so that's two groups and those two groups are each divided into two because in each of them also, there's a male and a female tailor. So they were also able to get some information as to how do we respond when the person being dominant or prestigious is male or female. So they really wanted to kind of start like ruling out and eliminating things and getting a bit more information because the more information and the more results, then the more things we can say, okay, then, well, then how do we respond to that? Yeah. 
Good, 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 good. And then they had an eight-item scale of zero-sum mindset, which doesn't sound like such a big deal, but it just means that they are complementing. The first one was a one-item scale that just happened to be in the data set. On this one, they're using a nice, reliable, validated scale to kind of complement and confirm that. So that's cool. And then in terms of interpersonal helping, I kind of like this too. Um, there was, a, again, validated scale that looked at interpersonal helping behavior at personal levels. Like, um, you know, somebody worked uh, under a boss like Taylor. How likely would it be that these people would take time to listen to coworkers' problems and worries? And then there was that also a whole task-focused part. This would be like helping coworkers who are running behind on their work activities. Yeah. <clears throat> and one of the things that they wanted to clean up with this study, which I believe they then go into on the third or fourth, but it's kind of a bit like, well, this is what people are saying on paper. So like... Um, Oh, well, no, this was, they, I, I think it was regarding the video. So study two was done by video. Yeah. And then study three was similar, yeah. but via text. Yeah. So it was kind of written and it was like, so if you have a leader who is present and like, you know, you can see them, maybe that's via Zoom or whatever. What effect is their behavior having when you can see them? Because they talked about the importance of body language and, and yeah. facial impressions. Yeah. And so they also wanted to see whether that also carried over in text. That's so right. the way that people, the way leaders are wording. So you can kind of think about maybe like the, if you've ever received an email and thought, oh, if that person was here right yes. now, I might pull out a knife and cut them. <laughs> like, or something less like, yeah, sometimes we think it, you know. <laughs> We don't do it. We just think, who talks to me like this? And then we see the leader and we're like, would you like a coffee? (laughs) But it was was important to say, okay, then how does the behavior in person and when it's visual, how does that differ versus whether when it's written down right. and how, how, what is that doing to us regarding how we feel about zero sum games yep. and how we feel about helping each other? Yes. They found that the tendency to help was the absolute lowest when it was dominant condition and the leader was a female. So that's kind of interesting. It's showing that if you are a female, there are these sort of mixed messages out there that you need to be a strong leader. But if you act like a dominant leader, people aren't going to want to help at all. Mm. That's kind of sad and kind of like a double-edged sword for female leaders. We've seen that in so many studies now. It's just a trope. But they, as you said, were able to support their more general arguments about leadership behavior uh, zero-sum mindset and helping behavior in both the video and the text-based stimulus. Yes. And then in study four, they're a bit like, well, people say things, don't they? Like people say so many things. Like we're, we're on a podcast saying things. That's like, we have a society. That, that's just how we communicate. Yes, we we communicate, we talk. We may not mean We it. say things. Yeah, I say so many things. Don't hold me to things that I say. I was saying things because that's what I do. So they were a bit like, well, how do we account for the fact that people just say things? Yes. Like what is the yeah. reality? And so yeah. they got quite tasty yeah. in study yeah. four where they went to, I believe it was a company in India. This is pretty cool. And they were able to do two surveys with like a six week gap in between. And what they were looking for was, so the the employees, what do they say? And then the supervisors, what are they observing from what was said? 
But then also they were able to then look at what kind of leaders yeah. these individuals were reporting on. So this is a bit kind of like a bit messy in the sense that you have a group of employees who are questioned, but also the supervisors are questioned. Yeah. But the employees are being questioned about whether the supervisors are dominant or prestigious. I believe I'm getting this right. And the supervisors are being questioned as to whether the employees That's are it. helpful That's or right. not. And there's something really valuable. And I just you know, got to point this out. None of these studies is perfect. They all have flaws like all studies do. But what's cool is when you start triangulating and you start finding compatibilities between very different methods, it just builds a lot more confidence that you got a valid hypothesis. And in this case, the idea that they're now going and looking at intact working teams in India, so new culture and actual working conditions, it also allows for them to control out other stuff about the leader like they were able to look at like the leader's ethicality. They were able to look at like whether or not their relationships with their leaders were good in other ways by netting all that stuff out in a real life setting and finding it yet again. It just for somebody like me, it makes me feel like, wow, that effect exists. That is that's a phenomenon that is happening both at the national level with 30 years of data yep. in the experimental level where we're manipulating videos and in the real life setting in India where intact teams are talking about their real boss. Yeah. So I don't know if there's really a lot more we have to say on this one, but it's kind of cool because I believe this is the one where they actually gave people stuff to do and then looked at how likely they were to actually do those things. Yeah. So they, they rock up. Uh, wait, wait, so they gave them things to do? And then- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> me, oh. Oh, I have to go back one. One of the things we didn't talk about in study three. Yes. Oh, gosh, we're just running out of time. We've got to fit this in here. Is they gave them actual things to do. And when they were done with those, they're like, you could do a bunch more of those. It would be helpful for us, but you don't have to. Yes. And they looked at their actual behavior in terms of solving those puzzles when they didn't have to do yeah them. we got we got excited in studies three and four yeah studies three and four they were kind of looking at the what is the reality yes. of what people are saying um and i guess uh this paper is going to become available at some point which will give people the opportunity to read it themselves squeeze their own orange. this was quite a light read as well so yeah you can squeeze your own your own orange here so in terms of who leads the leaders uh there's an opportunity here to reflect on what is it that is being rewarded. So I know Bhutan, I think they're like one of the only countries or one of the few countries that actually have like a gross happiness index or thing that they're actually measuring. So it's a bit like, what are you asking of your leaders? Is it, because if you're asking them, like we, you just need to get these results. This is what you're measured on. This is what your KPIs and those results are numbers. They're hard things. If there's nothing soft in terms of soft skills and soft results in there, mm-hmm. you might also be kind of pushing that down the line mm-hmm. where they're a bit like, well, I need to get these results for my kind of pay rise or my promotion or how I'm perceived. So that's now reflecting on yep. how I'm leading yep. Yep. others because you've communicating like the animals we do not wish to be. Mm, that's we, a good one. That's you know, a tasty comparison. Yeah. It's like, well, when we see someone who does need help, do we just kind of feel like, well, that's their, that's, that's of a golden moment, I think, because it used to be Henry Ford industrial revolution. What leaders needed people to do was act like robots. Yeah. You didn't really want them to share information and like think for themselves and do things that you didn't tell them to. Those are called errors. 
So it's like, stay busy, head down, get her done. In today's environment, you need people to come up with new ideas and try things and share information. That's what helps organizations win. That's the whole agile thing. Yep. So to the extent that agile is what's helping companies win, you're going to want leaders that build knowledge and that cause people to want to help out when they don't really have to. Yep. So I think it's kind of golden because it means the organizations that win are going to have leaders that make people feel better. Done. (laughs) Massive tick. Listeners, thanks for rocking with us, uh, squeezing the orange once again. Uh, We're loving putting these out. And I guess we're also looking forward to putting out an... (laughs) But yes, if you've enjoyed this, share this. If you think there's something in this that you think someone else might find valuable, uh, feel free to. If you see us pop up on your Twitter, on your LinkedIn, on your social media.